Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors legal hotline lawyer, and this is the third video in our series entitled Team Mayhem 2022. And there's so much mayhem that I forgot to cover part of it in the last video. When I was talking about agency, I left out a really important part. When, of course, every time you're involved in a transaction, you have to disclose your agency in the agency disclosure provision of the purchase and sale agreement. And then there is an addendum if, there, if you have um, more brokers participating in a transaction than room to disclose on the boilerplate purchase and sale agreement. And working from memory, I think that that is form 42A. I couldn't swear to that though. It's in that range. Okay. I'm going back to this issue because think about our three business models. And by the way, if you are just tuning into this video, part three, uh, you have to go back and watch part one. And now you have to watch part two also because this video is working off of both of those videos. We've described three business models. In each of these three business models, when you're filling out the agency disclosure provision, you have to list all of the agents, all of the brokers who formed an agency relationship in the transaction. So in business model one, we've got a team up here who's hired a broker over here. And this broker over here may have uh, not really been considered a broker in the transaction because they got the buyer introduced, but then sent the buyer back to the firm up here, the team up here for negotiations and documenting the transaction. Well, broker up here, you've got to include this broker in your agency disclosure. Make sure you properly disclose who they represent. Same thing in business model two. If I'm a showing service, all I do is show the buyer the property. You better account for me in the agency disclosure provision. And if you're representing the seller and I go and hold the open house for you or handle the, the listing elements in, the, in my local community because you're in a different geographical location, and I'm not made the seller's agent under Washington law, then in the agency disclosure provision, you're gonna to have to disclose me by name and my firm as the buyer's agent. Transaction coordinator, same thing. If you're the listing broker and you disclose your agency and you have a transaction coordinator who's not also the seller's agent, you're gonna to have to disclose them as the buyer's agent. It's gonna come as a surprise to your client and to the buyer that this transaction coordinator is representing the buyer. But you have to make that disclosure because you're required to make the agency disclosure in the purchase and sale agreement. Okay, what I, the topics I actually intended to cover in this video include record keeping and advertising. Let's start with advertising because it kind of picks up where we left off. Brokers are required to engage in truthfulness in all of their advertising required to avoid deception in all of their advertising. If I'm going to go back to calling them my Bellingham team, let's say my Bellingham team, business model one hires a Yakima broker to show a buyer. Bellingham team, that's, let's say that's their name, Bellingham team. That's the name of the firm, Bellingham team. They, the buyer hires them to represent them. Bellingham team says, our associate, our colleague in Yakima is going to show you the property. 
When the broker in Yakima shows up to meet with a buyer, they better introduce themselves. They need to identify who they are and the firm with which they're affiliated. They're gonna hand a business card to that buyer. Who's on that business card? Is it the Yakima designated broker's firm's name that's on the business card? Has the Bellingham team given this broker a set of business cards showing Bellingham team as their business name? Because if so, that's deceptive advertising because this broker is not licensed to the Bellingham team. Same is true if I'm the showing service, my, whoever I hold myself out as to the consumer, whoever I advertise myself as to the consumer, that advertising better be accurate with respect to my license, my real estate broker's license, and my firm's license. My advertising, the way I hold myself out, has to be consistent with my actual licensing status. Okay, final topic I wanna to cover is record keeping. I hope you are aware that for all real estate brokerage services provided by a broker, there must be a corresponding entry in that broker's firm's transaction log. And for every entry in the firm's transaction log, there needs to be a transaction folder. And in that transaction folder, there need to be a copy of receipts, all transaction documents, material communications and correspondence, advertising, um, everything that pertains to that transaction has to be retained in that firm's transaction folder. Business model one. We've got a firm in one part, or a team in one part of the state, hiring a broker in another part of the state. The broker who's in the other part of the state is providing real estate brokerage services that must be entered on their firm's transaction log, and then their firm must have a transaction folder corresponding with that broker's provision of real estate brokerage services. Does that firm's transaction folder have a copy of the listing, the flyers that were handed out, the communications between the broker and the team up here, the communications between the broker and the consumer. Is there even a transaction folder maintained by the broker's firm? And if so, is it a complete folder? In most cases, it's neither. There's no folder and it's not complete. Both have to be true. We have to have a folder, it has to be a complete transaction folder. What about the firm that's done the hiring? Do they have a complete transaction folder? If some of the documents are generated on the other side of the state by a broker over whom they have no licensing relationship, no supervisory relationship, how does this firm know that they've got a copy of all material correspondence, all transaction documents, all advertising and other communications, the flyers that are handed out? How do they know? But that's the requirement. Showing services, business model two. I'm a showing service. I'm gonna show the property. When I show the property, that's a real estate brokerage service. It better be recorded in a transaction log somewhere because that's the only service I'm providing to this consumer. And it generates the requirement for a transaction folder. That includes receipts, settlement statements, transaction documents, advertising, material correspondence, et cetera, et cetera. 
and the firm who hires me has to have all of those documents that I generate for this transaction. That's a complete transaction folder, transaction coordinator. Does a transaction coordinator licensed to another firm have an entry on the firm's transaction log for the provision of real estate brokerage services to this transaction and, this, and, this, these, and my client? And is that firm maintaining a transaction folder for those services? Do I then have everything from the transaction coordinator to give to my managing broker for retention in my firm's transaction folder? If the answer to any of those questions is no, I'm not doing that in any of these three business models, then we have a violation of license law and the Washington Administrative Code. I hope that this video series illustrates to you the absolute minefield that these three business models are creating. And I started out this video series by saying the Department of Licensing is very aware of these three business models and they are troublesome. Designated brokers take control of the situation. Ultimately, you are the person responsible for supervisory authority over all the brokers licensed to your firm. And if any of the brokers licensed to your firm are players in, on either side of any of these business models, then designated broker, you undoubtedly have a problem. If you have questions on any, uh, anything in this video series or any other topic, real estate Washington law, hopefully, send an email to me, um, legalhotline at warealtor.org. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.